Are you ready? Ready. Aye, aye, Captain. All right, in three. Oh, man. Two. <gasps> one. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to One Street Over. Uh, I'm Bryce, and I'm here with Mike. Hi, I'm Mike. And two new guests, Aaron and Kayla. Yay. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Um, so you guys look great. Are you guys we together? Do. We have faces for radio. <laughs> <laughs> now we just got to get on radio. <laughs> this is close. So, uh, actually, Aaron and Kayla both brought up the idea of them coming on this podcast so that's why they're on today we were dying to go right if you pitch yourself this is something that goes along with our topic mm -hmm. if you pitch yourself to people there's a really good chance that you'll succeed good time with them we succeeded uh -huh. <laughs> you mean like pitching yourself to like as a as a friend <laughs> or pitching yourself Ooh. as like mm. you should have me help you with your meetings. business that or i've got this really good podcast idea consider me having you having me on your show mm -hmm. or i guess that works if you want to be on the show right that's true mm -hmm. so there's people that don't want <laughs> i wouldn't say we like <laughs> we're like oh we really want to be on. i was saying it like a little bit uh tongue-in-cheek yeah you could say that. Ironically? Ironically. Ooh. But then I was like, oh, we'd actually be really interesting people to yeah, interview. Yeah, we are phenomenal. <laughs> well, like so when, like <laughs> when Kayla texted me, she said, Aaron wants to know why we haven't been invited on yet. <laughs> and I was like, well, I have no oh, idea yeah. what I would talk to you about for an You hour. did say that. And then... <laughs> yeah, we were listening to the episode with Muriel and I was like, how come... She's been on there, but I haven't been on there. <laughs> and I just kind of said as a joke. And then all of a sudden, Kayla was texting because <laughs> Kayla takes initiative. <laughs> just what we talked about earlier. Yeah. Just exactly. how we started this podcast. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> said, right. Why don't we have a podcast? And then we took initiative. Oops. Well, you got to have idea people and initiative people. Mm -hmm. right. But anyway, I like having I like having a subject that we can cover together and that we can have in common with our guest. And so I immediately responded to Kayla and I was like, well, what are your ideas? <laughs> and then I did really like the idea that you came up with, which was things that you wish you knew in your 20s. And so that's what we're going to spend the bulk of right. talking today. So this is my main podcast idea. Like I want to have, have a, podcast a podcast about this? called this and then I'll interview people about what they wish they would have known in their 20s. Hmm. So what I'll probably interview like... You would interview? Well, probably 31 to <laughs> however old. Like, okay. I think it would be sweet to Wait, get... 31? No 30-year-olds? Okay, 30. Oh. They're like... 30-year-olds You should to... do just 31 and up because then... I don't like, feel give like 30-year-olds year know enough <laughs> yet about what they... They need a year to reflect. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and then 31, they can contact... They can pitch themselves yeah, to me. You can't be like, what did then... you wish you knew yesterday? <laughs> like on your 30th birthday. <laughs> Right. So I think it would be interesting to get a wide variety of ages and perspectives mm. and yeah. learn from people. Hmm. I think it's cool that you care about the younger generation more than like having a podcast called Things You Wish You Knew in Your 30s and then interviewing <laughs> people older than you so that you could learn. But you're uh, like trying to learn. Idea, actually. You're trying to learn for That's the what I got to do. That's the selfish version. <laughs> I'll do that podcast. <laughs> Things it'll just be people coming in and being like, "Aaron, you need to change this about your life." <laughs> and you need to do it now before you turn 40. <laughs> Yikes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, so like the first I guess what 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 immediately jumps into your head as something you wish you knew in your 20s? Like what's the first thing top of your head? Top of my head? Uh, I don't know if it's number one of importance, but budget comes to mind because I knew that was on my list when I was searching for it. So that's why I popped into my head first. So I wish I would have learned to budget better and invest uh, because I think I thought at the time, oh, I'm not in debt and... I spend less than I make, so I am golden. Um, but I think I 
I wish I would have, I mean, you're in your twenties, so you travel maybe more than you would normally, or, or if you, um, had a family, you might travel more. If you don't have a family, uh, you probably travel more in your twenties. Um, there's probably more frivolous spending, eating out, going to coffee, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And if you took just small amounts of that money and invested it, it could grow. I mean, it would grow exponentially. So I did invest some in my twenties. I just think, oh, if I had really budgeted and caught some of those things that were unnecessary then and I wasn't buying and selling stuff so now I have this routine where I basically sell all the clothes I don't want anymore and then buy new ones so I'm one not creating excess waste and stuff um but that wasn't really part of culture back when I was in my 20s. Like there wasn't really Poshmark. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really some of these apps where you can buy and sell clothes. So there's obviously some technology now that's made some of those things easier. Yeah. But um, I just think I think about money a lot differently. Part of it is owning my own business, but also... Um, just recognizing, oh, a budget can really help you, uh, recognize what your spending habits are and where you can cut, um, costs so that you can invest it. So what about like relationship investing? Did you ever wish you invested more in certain people in your twenties? I think I did pretty good. (laughs) 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 Uh, Just the one that counts. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we can talk about that later. Right. Um, I don't think so. I think when I reflect back on my 20s, I think, oh, I had a lot. There were just a lot of people that I spent time with and invested in. Um, maybe I went a little bit too far in really, I mean this is a long rabbit trail, but Jesus had 12 disciples. Like he couldn't befriend every single person in his humanity and neither could I. So I think I wish I would have maybe made that circle a little smaller, a little tighter, um, to go deeper. Um, but I was with people a lot and I feel like I found a lot of joy in opening up my home or apartment or whatever housing situation I was at the time. So I do think that's one area I did decent at. Mm -hmm. So Aaron, what, what was the first thing that came to your mind when you suggested this topic? Even as we're sitting here, I'm thinking of more things, but, um, (laughs) I would say, I know I'm looking down. I gotta do all this. (laughs) All right. Um, Hmm. The first thing that came to my mind it's probably just something I've been on like a kick of lately, which is like be part of community that's outside of your own demographic. So like, don't, if you're, if you're 20, 20 year old guy, don't just hang out with 20 year old guys. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. it's easy because they're like all around you and you have the same hours of life, you know? (laughs) So it's like, Hey man, and roommates and like friend groups and stuff like that. So I think the first thing I would say is like try to figure out how you can be around people that are not part of your family that are not just your demographic, you know? So like, how do you get, how do you be around old people, young people, uh, people you don't have to be around people that may take a little more work to try to like fit into their lives or you fit into their lives. So I would say like on a practical level, like just invite yourself into people's lives at 20. (laughs) Hmm. I was going to say, uh, I hang out with my parents a lot. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. well, I know, and that's the but thing they're too. also good, especially... Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, I'm not saying don't see your parents anymore. <laughs> don't see your parents just, anymore. Like, Cut yeah, yourself your off from your family. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I can... The only way I can think of doing that, though... Well, never mind. But I was saying, my first thought was like, being a member of a church or being part of a church is like a really easy way to do mm-hmm. that because you can be involved in like 
younger um, kids groups and yeah. le- being a leader there or like being a servant in like an older person's like uh, ministry and like, I don't know, they do like meals and stuff for the elderly and things like that. So, yeah. Uh, and there's probably more that people do without realizing it. Like I'm sure there's people at your guys' work that like, if you spent the time to like ask about their lives and just older people there too, like it's not like necessarily like find a mentor. I mean, that could be helpful. That could be part of this, but I think it's like just figuring out, like keeping your eyes open for who are the people that are outside of my demographic that I could teach or learn from. Yeah. I think I've actually naturally just always been good at that. Yeah. Um, as soon as I started work at Caterpillar, like that first (laughs) year was like the most, productive year of like making friends where our work group like went out like once a month and then we went to a guy's house for cookouts a couple times that fall and then the next winter like everything kind of like well i switched jobs so then it like kind of tailed off and then it since covid it's never recovered but (laughs) like those friendships that i made in the first six months are still the people that i talk to the most at work now yeah i feel like you are that way though like everything okay. I've known about you, like even like before I met you, I was like, or no, probably not before I met you, but like <laughs> before you started dating my cousin. <laughs> oh snap. Yeah. Like I, like you, I, I just like, I've heard people be like, oh yeah, he hung out with this group. I'm like, that's not a group of 20 year old guys. Like <laughs> that's just unique. I think that's, that's why I would say like to myself, I would make sure I was selfishly. Yeah. I, don't like seeing the same people all the time <laughs> yeah. it's like i like bouncing between yeah, yeah. friend groups and it's like mm. oh i have a work thing this weekend but then the next weekend it's our like church group or like yeah. gonna go hang out with billy mm-hmm. or watch a movie with you and ben a couple years ago yeah like um it's always just like picking and choosing friend groups to hang out with yeah so i've never been like somebody that does the same thing with the same people every single day. Yeah. Do you feel like you're the same when you're around all these different groups or do you feel like you try to fit into the different groups? Um, I think Bryce is the same. Uh-huh. I think I change though. Uh-huh. And I think if we're going back to our Enneagram things, like I'm a nine, like uh-huh. peacekeeper. So like, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll like morph <laughs> to like whatever fits in. But I think Bryce usually has the same personality yeah. leader, like leadership personality. I think that makes a difference. Like if you naturally connect with a lot of different people, it's usually because you don't change very much. Like it's a lot of work to be like, Oh, I'm not going to, I'm going to go hang out with old people now. And I'm like, what do old people like? Like, <laughs> like I always, when I worked at the church, I always remember like when I'd hang out with old ladies, like go to the hospital to visit them or like see them at like the church, I would have like old lady Aaron. And it was like this like weird, like I would, I could see myself doing it, but I was like very like agreeable and like, oh yes, I'm so, you know? <laughs> your voice and gets softer. Yeah, it's like, and then I was like, oh, like, is that weird? Is that good? Like, but they were always like, he's such a sweet boy, you know? And so I was like, all right, I guess that's good. Like, regardless of who I'm talking to, it's like, yeah. if we talk about budgeting, it's like, oh, you don't budget? You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, regardless of your age, yeah. it's like, you should do that. Five-year-old's like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> or like, yeah, I was hanging out with 12-year-olds at summer camp. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it was pretty much the same as I act when I hang out with all the 40-year-olds at work. I think the 20, your twenties is a really good time, especially if you're single for the majority of it, you just have a lot of flexible time to invest in friendships and relationships. And then I think as you get older, um, get married, have a family, that time that you have to invest in some of those relationships sort of tapers off. Mm -hmm. But I think where we've been thinking this through is from the small group angle, not that that's what you have to do, but, um, it can be a good way in a church setting. I don't know who's listening to this podcast, if they're church goers or not, but, um, I mean, I've recognized that talking to new friends or people at work, like they just mm -hmm. don't have that community or even like the age community Mm -hmm. to talk to. It's just either their friends or their family. And especially mm-hmm. friends that I know from college where I think we hang out with people our age a lot, but 
unless if you're not going to church, then you're not around that. Uh, just like the generational opinions and yeah. like advice. Mm-hmm. I think it's important no matter where you are in your faith journey, so to speak, just because, and I think COVID showed us this is that when you are by yourself or just listening to an echo chamber of friends, then your ideas sort of become narrow, narrow, or there's just one facet to it. Whereas if you have generations and males and females, like all sorts of people speaking into, to things like I even think just having you around guys think differently than I do. So there's so many times like (laughs) if you know, I'm hanging out with girlfriends, they're like, yeah, that was dumb. You're right. And then you're like, Oh, did you think about that? And then I'm like, Oh no. You know? So I think, yeah, it definitely goes both ways. Right. Um, but I think that's like the beauty of intergenerational community is gaining different perspectives. Yeah, not only gaining, but also just not allowing yourself to narrow in right. on your own mm-hmm. opinions. Mm-hmm. Yep. You are who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. So the more broad you can make that, the better. You become a well-rounded person. Mm-hmm. And I think of like the Porch podcast. So this goes into like relationships. And if you, like it's very helpful to bring community into a relationship. If you're someone who kind of like isolates themselves and you don't have friends or like communication with other people then a you're gonna like focus on that other person way too much and then b you're just like not bringing much substance into the relationship sort of so and like that's not to say that you if you don't have any friends like you're not a failure like (laughs) that could be circumstantial Mm -hmm. but like um it just like helps um create like a well-balanced relationship and friendships and stuff like that um, so yeah, a lot of this stuff on the list that you sent me, Kayla, I feel like deals with money. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just Oops. different that's, ways of, doing, of saying you should budget and spend wisely. <laughs> I'm going to benefit so much oh, from no, this podcast. Oh no, I'll have well, to look at this. You did invite an entrepreneur, so that's going to be a big part of it. Right. Probably part of them were personal thoughts and probably part of them were business yeah. thoughts. <laughs> and then it just sounds like. It's all money related, Her podcast which I don't even think I handled money that poorly in my 20s. <laughs> I just think I wish I would have invested a little bit more. My guess is if you think about how you should have handled your money in your 20s, you're probably someone that's good at handling their money because <laughs> I'll tell you this, that's not on my list <laughs> and it probably should be. <laughs> I think I actually do a lot of this stuff that you have on here like and Muriel has pointed this out that a lot of the stuff that I have at my house, it's like, where'd you get that? And it's like garage sale. Yeah. Where'd you get that? Uh, Plato's closet. And like, where'd you get that? And it's like, goodwill. <laughs> so just a lot of stuff. And then I like that you wrote on here selling stuff that you don't need. Cause I've been mm-hmm. doing that a lot. Yeah. Um, as soon as I like know that I'm not using something, just put it on Facebook and kind of wait. And if nobody buys it, then just give it away. Right. That's kind yeah. of what I do too, is I sort of have a, it's like a mental period in my head like oh i've held like no one bought this i've held on to it now i'm gonna donate it so even for this podcast we had one microphone that we used (laughs) and it picked up everything so we had to be like (laughs) silent except for our voices the whole time and then i bought these mics earlier this year and so i sold the old one and Mm -hmm. still made like 80 bucks off yeah so it almost paid for all the new mics. Yeah. Just selling <laughs> and I kept mine because I have this stupid idea. Like I might need this later. Yep. Like I could use it. So I never get yeah, Mike still has his sitting over there and I even offered to sell it for him. That's what I'm learning. <laughs> Me and Mike are very similar. <laughs> you guys are very similar. <laughs> I should be on the couch so with Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You need to listen to me. <laughs> and you need to listen to her. <laughs> Although like it'll probably be the opposite because you'll probably have done all the things and you'll have done all the things she <laughs> says. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, I did that. Yeah. yeah Mike, right. you, Mike needs I'm this good. list. I'm good. I'm right. good. Kayla, you can send this to Mike <laughs> yeah. next. I, just, right. I feel attacked. Like this, everything Kayla's saying, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I feel like I messed up. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm only halfway through my 20s, though, so I have. I can, yeah, you can redeem yourself. Can, that's, that's why we're here. That's why we, we decided to invite ourselves. Mike, Mike needs help. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one thing that I want to get into. Uh-huh. Um, something that I think I do well, but I, it's, it's just never ending, and I feel like there's a better way to do it, and that you wrote down meal planning. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, so I like to go, I do like to go to the grocery store and just buy food and then make it, but I end up making food that lasts for like four or five days and then going to like spaghetti for the next two nights. And then it's like, um, I just don't know. Like, what do you mean by meal planning? Like specifically each night of the week or. Right. Well, when this goes back to how I put so much stuff on there about money, but I think when I don't meal plan, I go to the grocery store more often. And so the more times you go to the grocery store, the more times you're making, Oh, the box of Cheez-Its. Impulse buys. Impulse buys. Like even if it's just like a couple of things, it's usually junk food and it's usually an impulse buy. (laughs) Like two days ago. Um, And so, or you're like, I mean, there are seasons of life for sure. And I have them now, even this week, where life is just extraordinarily busy. So I know like I'm probably going to eat out more. I'm probably going to eat frozen meals that are more expensive than cooking my own stuff. But I think generally, um, having a plan and knowing what you're going to do for the week and being able to be, to go to the grocery store, buy everything you're going to need for the week prevents you from having to go to the grocery store multiple times per week, saves you time, saves you money. And then you're usually eating healthier because you're not having to grab something quick somewhere or um you're not buying hungry as much right exactly so i think the more i meal plan usually the better it is for time money and health sometimes i go to the grocery store and all i buy is milk and bananas (laughs) and i've done that i've like there's been weeks where i go to the grocery store four (laughs) times and two of the times was just for milk and bananas (laughs) sounds like someone else i know Uh I buy milk and apples, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish I lived in like a like a smaller city almost, or like I just lived closer to a grocery store because I really like that aspect of like right after work going to the store, getting just what I needed for mm-hmm. dinner that day, and then going home and making it because I'm the type of person that forgets to unfreeze the chicken and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. So like... But there's days where I'm like, okay, I know all I need for this meal is chicken and an onion. So I just go to the store, grab that, don't buy anything else and mm-hmm. go home and then make dinner. And I feel like a very successful adult. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that self-disciplined because when I don't have a plan, I'll like go to the store and then usually buy frozen pizza <laughs> and a bag of chips and ice cream. But then I like... Uh, then it builds up to where I just like eat all the food and I have nothing. And then I'm like, I need to buy everything. And then I don't mm-hmm. make a list. I just go to the store and just try to buy everything I think I might need. And then I have like 75% of 10 different meals. <laughs> and I'm like, oh crap. And that's why the next week I just go to the store to buy one thing. <laughs> right. So I don't plan my grocery trips very well either. <laughs> I think the biggest thing for me is... I mean, now that we're dating and especially through COVID, we started cooking a lot more together. Um, you guys are dating? Hey-o. Uh, oh, I get surprise. it. Surprise. <laughs> uh, but I think having lunches planned, like whether that's knowing uh, like, hey, I'm going to have salad and grilled chicken, you know, most days this week. Or I have this thing where I cook some vegetables and black beans and roll them up in burritos and freeze them. So being ahead of things enough to prep ahead of time so that you're not having to go out to eat or Mm -hmm. get something quick. So that's always helpful. Yeah. That's awesome. I've never thought about freezing a burrito. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good. It's really healthy. Um, I like, I'm curious what you meant by automating life. This is actually something Aaron could probably speak to you more about, but as he's influenced me over time, he's really good about having workflows and 
automating certain things and yeah I am do you want to speak more to that <laughs> but you've helped me recognize like oh if I automate this thing or have particularly in business but also in life whether that's bills or there's all the time you say stuff to me all the time like why don't you just do that online or why don't you just automate that thing or you just said that earlier that I was like that's interesting I've never heard someone say we were talking about like sending oh yeah how I send uh well this is another money thing this is how you get free food <laughs> yeah. um yeah <laughs> if you have a bad experience at a restaurant you shouldn't just be like oh, I hate that restaurant and never go back you should send them a very nice email send it with a good attitude, explain the situation. And usually they'll send you a complimentary food item. Usually whatever was messed up on your order. Yeah. Um, if they're Chick-fil-A, they send you double of everything. Um, but so back so to that, pleasure. Aaron was saying, Oh, we should, we just like create a macro for that. Like yeah. just have an automatic email <laughs> for every restaurant you go to. But I, what are some other things you do that yeah. like are automated? Automa so, it's interesting because, uh, so Henry Ford, I think it's Henry Ford, uh, he invented the factory line or something. Yeah. The mm -hmm. assembly line. Assem yeah. Um, and so one, one famous quote of his is, uh, always ask a lazy person to, Oh yeah, like, I've heard that. Do you work? Cause it's like, they'll come up with the easiest way to do it. The most efficient way. The, yeah. The most efficient way to do it. So like I, it's, it's kind of like self-incriminating to say it, but like, I love to be the most efficient that I can be in some areas. In some areas I'm wildly inefficient, but in other areas, like if I don't like a thing, oh my gosh, like, is there an easier way to do this? That's where my brain goes so fast. <laughs> um, or if something's boring, I'm like, can we speed this up? <laughs> <laughs> um, but ironically, actually, I think it was Kayla that like years ago, she was like, your iTunes is like super organized. And like my computer was super organized, like my files, all that stuff. My house, a trash mess, right? It's like <laughs> in my twenties and kind of now, but like she was like, you're and like, I didn't even think about it. I was like, yeah, everyone's files are organized. Like, what do you do if oh. they're not? But and you like, hadn't seen I my computer, look at my computer yet. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at her desktop and I was like, this looks like a puzzle. <laughs> like when you pour all the pieces out and it's just on the thing, some are flipped over, some are right set up. I was, like, I was like, how do you live like this? And like, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of things that we just decide not to talk about. It's better to agree to disagree. <laughs> but it was interesting because I've always thought of myself as like, I was always a procrastinator growing up. I was always like, I just super unorganized. Um, and then like one day I was just like, oh, my life doesn't have to be trash. Like I can actually organize things, like spend a little bit of time beforehand and like save myself hours of time later on. So like, like the easy, yeah, the easiest one was like my iTunes, right? So like I had a very like, um, I don't know if you guys remember actual iTunes when like you had MP3s yeah. and like, uh -huh. that was the last time I had like, yeah, yeah where's, where's your Apple nano watch? <laughs> yeah. It's over there somewhere. Well. <laughs> it's but, very organized. Yeah. But I realized like I had like a, a file system of like the stars, you know, the little stars they have, like you could do one through yes. five stars. So I had it down where like five stars was my favorite song in the world. Four stars was like a great song. Three stars was a good song. Two stars was like an okay song. And I almost never did two stars. Cause why would you, put an okay song and then one star was like a really stupid song or a horrible song or because i was a youth pastor a song with swearing in it and i had to make sure that it didn't come on like during youth events <laughs> yeah so i was like all right these are the songs and how i set things up um and then i would have like my playlists and like organized playlists of like things that i was doing and he was like this is so organized and i was like yeah it is like this is super organized and then i was like but nothing else in my life is. And like, so I started to think about that and now I work in an office job. And so a lot of what I do is just moving emails and tasks and organizing things and calling people and all that kind of stuff, which is super fun. But like, I realized like, <laughs> I realized like the thing that I actually love about my job is whenever we hit this wall of like, like the, my scent, like my spider sense for this is harder than it should be is like so tuned so high that like whenever I run into something, I'm like my first thought even before is before like get the job done is this has to be easier. There has to be an easier way to do this. 
So I would say like the thing that I've learned is like, and especially with technology, the way it is today, like to compete programs and different software and different things have to be competitive. You have to care about your workflow. You have to care about your ease of use because they'll just, someone will just pick up another app. Like if you think about like browsers, every browser is trying to be better. I mean, I don't know what you guys use, but they're always adding new functionality and like making it easier Mm -hmm. because they know like the slightest thing can like flip that. So I think it's interesting because it's something that I didn't know I cared about in my twenties. Like I was learning, I cared about it, but now I'm like, I can't help but think about it. So if someone's like, Oh, I did this thing over and over and over. I'm like, why (laughs) there's gotta be an easier way. (laughs) And I think you helped me recognize like, Oh, I could save so much time Mm -hmm. if I created uh, systems and routines so that if I was doing the same thing over and over yeah. that it would basically be done for me, mm-hmm. which and, I didn't really do in my twenties. Yeah. And now that I think about the jobs I had, I was like, Oh, I could have automated everything and yeah. been like bored for four hours <laughs> yeah. a day out of an eight hour job. Yeah. Um, so I didn't even really know about that in my twenties, mm-hmm. but looking back, I'm like, Oh, I could have saved a lot of time. Well, I think it's important to recognize, yeah, you save time so you can place it where it's valuable, right? Which is usually with people. Yeah. Well, or like what you actually enjoy. Like very few people are like, gosh, I love writing this email, the same email over and over and over again. (laughs) Right. So that's why they invented macros like this. You just (laughs) send it (laughs) off. Right. Maybe there's someone out there that's like, "Mm, yeah, I get this, you know, and like, that's great for them. But for me, I'm like, if I can send this out, like I can spend more time doing something else, you know, which is usually trying to make something else better. But I don't know. So what you're saying is get a Roomba. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. You really automatic. do need that. I know. I only you have should... one like rug though. <laughs> no, that you can do them for wood floors. I think okay. now that you pointed it out, you like I have a very organized life <laughs> and uh, especially like at work, yeah. it's like constantly we get there's a lot of turnover on my team. So we constantly get new people. And then the same issues happen on our computers a lot (laughs) with all the different software we use. And so back in January, I started this new like channel in teams, which is like a channel in discord. And it's just for issues. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just, if you have an issue and you solve it, write it here and whatever. And then I also have a really good memory. So then I know that it's in there. Yeah. So then somebody ends up putting in the group chat, like, yep, Hey, I'm having this problem. And I'm like, just control F yeah. <laughs> this. I don't find the solution. Yeah. And they're like, okay, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Okay, maybe we're more alike than I realized. <laughs> when I we have we had like six or seven Teams chats that were essentially that, just in different places. And then we'd also do it in our Outlook. And then we had like another place we would do it to that was supposed to be like where our knowledge was kept. And I was just like, but like people were just satisfied with like, I'll just remember all of it. And I was like, that's a waste of your brain space. <laughs> yeah. You need to just use this. So we were, I was like, can we please have one channel? So now we do, but of course it grows into more, but such is life. The amount of times that I've heard, we need a one-stop shop <laughs> at work. And then it just immediately fragments yep, into yep. five different sources. And then so six months later, somebody's like, all right, we need a one-stop <laughs> shop. It's like, guys, we had this yeah. and you ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess going on that, if you get like sidetracked with all those things in life, like keeping up with bills and everything, how do you keep from not burning out? I think I burned out several times in my 20s. So I think uh, looking back, I wish I would have automated things in life that I could have to free up some brain space to not feel like the housekeeping quote unquote task of bill paying and just cleaning about your house. Like, right. right. Um, Cause that all takes m- mental space. And so I think the more you can free that up, it allows you to do things with people to be yeah. more free to be with people or to do like you were saying, hobbies that you love or honing gifts that you have. Um, and so I don't know if you have anything yeah. to add to that. Someone recently, I don't remember I was talking to, but they were talking, use the phrase physician, physician, decision fatigue. Uh-huh. Um, and just like how 
whenever like automation, basically what it does is it allows you to not have to make that decision over and over and over again. Right. So you're like, do I go to Outlook? Do I go to Teams? Do I, you know, like, yeah. you just know, like you said, like you knew you go here. Right. And like, you're helping these people. They're like, where do I go? You're like here. <laughs> <laughs> and so like decision fatigue, I think for anybody that's working is something that you face all the time. I think when you're younger, like one thing I realized, like when I was younger, my mind was actually quicker. Like, I feel like I made decisions faster. They weren't always the right ones, but I was like able to think through it. Like as I get older, I'm just like, my brain is tired. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so like, it's super helpful to me. And I think some of it is like, I, I don't want to waste energy. So to have things where I'm like, oh, I've already made that decision. And if I need to change it later, I can, but I've already made that decision. Then I'm like, all right, we're good to go. So like, I think that's where it can be helpful is like, you want to spend like, yeah, I, I really think you spend, you spend your energy with, with people, with things that are eternal. Um, and if you can't always make, you know, automate everything. In fact, you don't want to, you know, and you're never like, going to be perfect at it yeah. either. But the things that you can automate that aren't that important or that like can be helpful. Yeah. It does. It saves you time. It saves you energy. Um, and it, yeah, gives you more energy. I liked what you said about mm-hmm. spending time with things that are eternal, mm-hmm. which like is people and like yeah. souls. Yeah, yeah. And especially like reading the Bible. Yep. And, like people run out of time <laughs> during the day to even do that. Right. And so like, if you don't prioritize it, then yeah. Yeah. And I it. think we're all prone to say like, Oh, we're so busy. Oh, we don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. But then really evaluating like, okay, where am I spending my time? Are there things that I could automate or could eliminate or delegate mm-hmm. or yeah. Yeah, All it's just those good things, yeah. yeah. Do you think, I think people run into, I think decision fatigue has a big impact on dating relationships. Mm. And like, mm. you always want to... Should we automate like, our dating relationships? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll send but you like, macros. Hello, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> people, your da- how do I know you're dating not- you today. <laughs> send the same conversation on text yeah. every day. I do feel like you... I know. Both of our morning texts yeah. are very similar. Like, how's your morning? Yeah. How can I pray for you? Uh, oh, I just have a macro I send you. I know. That's what I'm saying. No. You're probably sending me a macro. Uh-oh. Your emojis Uh-oh. changed yeah. in there a little bit, though. I meant yeah, more of like, emojis. oh, what do you want to do today? And then like, neither of you wants to decide uh, yeah. because it's just like so much I don't know. I feel like sometimes. we're both pretty opinionated people. Mm-hmm. I, it's rare that we both don't have an idea of what we want to do. But like you have an idea, but you almost you want, you ask them and then yeah. to make a decision. Like, do you want to do this? And then it's like, they have to now make a decision. And then it's like, it builds up over time unless you have some way of. That's interesting. I yeah, don't think I, we I have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's usually like, I want to do this. Yeah. We're both like, wanna we want to do, do something. Okay. And if we, and actually a lot of times I think we do agree. I think we're pretty have similar interests especially over covid We're agreeable like agreeable people there's not a ton of things to do you know so it's like do you want to watch tv or go on a walk or eat food <laughs> and it's like what do you mean which one like which order yeah, yeah. <laughs> which one first yeah. <laughs> which one first it's like are you hungry or are you tired it's like okay i'll do that yeah i have like <laughs> at least 10 different hobbies that i could do at one time yeah it's like hmm what do i want to do today yeah yeah so it is like Sometimes fatiguing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of dating, unless right. you had something else. No, I'll go for mm-hmm. it, man. But uh, Kayla had brought up, she <laughs> wants to talk about what it's like to date your longtime friend. Oh, That yeah. was just one of my podcast ideas. Yeah. <laughs> We're just trying out all the, the podcast ideas <laughs> right. before. This is a guinea pig before I go big. Yeah. Spotify buys me out. Yeah, we'll just... show you the results of this episode. If yeah. they're okay, you'll be, <laughs> yeah, you have right. the green light to start your podcast. <laughs> oh, good. Well, we already spoiled it. You guys are dating. So oh, yeah. how long have you been dating? Or I guess how long have you known each other first? Mm. It depends on who you ask. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I found out that after I after I thought I met Kayla, that I had actually met her a year or two before, right? Yeah, maybe four years before. Do you want to tell that story? I think probably most of your audience has heard this before. I know, but they're craving to hear it again. I, uh, right. <laughs> if you don't think it's conducive to the podcast, you don't have to share it. I mean, the short end of it is... I remember meeting him. He graduated a year after I did. And so 
Um, we went to the same college, but not together. Right. And I went and visited some friends and met him. And I'm very confident I did meet you. Uh, <laughs> yep. But you don't remember it. In my defense, but, it was I was a college student and it was Saturday morning and I was in the cafeteria at like noon eating cereal because I had just woken up. And that's when I met her. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 So, Apparently, so that's been like... I was less than awake and... Yeah, you were just reactive. really into your cereal. You were just <laughs> flashing like a, it in your for mouth. For guy, cereal is like a holy time. <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> yeah, so that was probably 2009. Yep. So... Whoa, that's a lot longer than I thought. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we go way back. We were kids together. <laughs> it's like 12 years ago. Yeah. That's a long time ago. Long time ago. <laughs> but I, so I knew, so it was probably four years later, 2000, like came to Bethany in 2011, but didn't really get involved till 2012. So f- three years later, maybe. Um, and I knew that you were, the guy I'd met eating cereal that did art because people were like, Oh, you got to meet this guy. He does art. And I was asking him all these questions and he's just more cereal, more cereal. (laughs) So then when I came to Bethany, I was like, Oh, that's the guy that eats cereal and does art. (laughs) (laughs) Really not much had changed. I don't think, I think I was still eating cereal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good combo. The way I was introduced to you was you did art. Unless you need help with art stuff, then I don't. <laughs> I just like, eat cereal. Oh, you like art? Have you met Aaron? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how it happened. Yeah. And then you were like, uh, I haven't seen you, lady. Who are you? <laughs> well, it was funny because uh, a mutual friend of ours named the James, <laughs> he uh, he was like, oh, you got to meet Kayla. Or no, he goes, he goes, you know Kayla. And I was like, I, I have no idea who Kayla is. He's like, yeah, you guys went to school together. And I was like, no. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, she played basketball. It, he was saying it like he went to school. <laughs> like he was like trying to convince me. And I was like, bro, I have no idea who you're talking about. If he would have said like, remember you were trying to eat cereal and she was bothering you? I'm like, oh, yeah. That girl. <laughs> that girl. But so then I, I don't remember exactly the first time I met you. I remember the first time I talked with you. Yeah, that's what I, I remember too. I think the first too. time I met you was at Kim's house maybe. Yeah, I think that that was probably true. Yep. Because I think I said, oh, we went to school together or something. And you're, mm-hmm. You just like looked at me weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. Again. There was a lot of pressure. I know. So then, but yeah, I remember the first time we talked um, like one-on-one. Yeah, it was the first time I talked to a girl. <laughs> That's <laughs> not true. <laughs> And then no one believes it was the first time I had more than a 10 minute conversation since being at Bethany. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. (laughs) (laughs) Like (laughs) usually I kept it very brief. I was like, good day to you. I remember two things. Be on your way. (laughs) Which are really funny. You asked me about my favorite coffee shops in, in town in Peoria. And so I assumed you liked coffee. I must've been into you cause I'd, don't drink coffee. I know. <laughs> so at I the mean, time, right. Cause of me. Cause of you. <laughs> and then you asked me about Calvary and my experience yeah. there. I remember talking to oh, you about I don't that. remember asking you about coffee. That's interesting. Yeah. You asked me about like, uh, what coffee shops. So I like here, which really there was 30, 30 and yeah, I think 30, 30 literally had just opened and Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's true. Cause it used to be Cades. Oh, there's leaves and beans too. Yeah. So that's probably what you were thinking of. But so when did you guys start dating the first time? <laughs> first time. We if just, I'm correct, I'm thinking. Oh, like. yeah. <laughs> we dated for like not very long. Yeah. Back in the day. 2016, yeah. maybe. Uh-huh. And then we started dating for reals. For reals. That was a practice run. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really was. It taught us a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, right before COVID. Yeah. Yeah, we've been dating for one COVID. Mm-hmm. One COVID. COVID's link. <laughs> so almost COVID two night. years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So would you say that your total time so 
this is why you said dating your longtime friend was because you guys have been friends way longer than you've dated. Oh, yeah. And I don't think we would have dated again, except we were just like, oh, we're still friends. Yeah. Yeah. We, we broke up and then she moved away for a year and then she came mm-hmm. back. And then like... Sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> and then we hung out. And then we just kept hanging out. Like we would go to all the same things and... We had a lot of mutual friends outside of church people yeah. and then just towns people. Yeah. And she kept flirting with me. <laughs> the Peoria so. lay people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. Riff riff. <laughs> no, I, I, I got in trouble. <laughs> I do have a question um, kind of related to what we were talking about earlier um, where you said try and get out of your social bubble and become friends with people who aren't your family and who aren't your age. Mm-hmm. So do, does like you hanging out with Kayla's family, does that count <laughs> <laughs> or is um, that too close? Well, I mean, they live in Kansas city. So I, I actually have and because of COVID, I feel like I haven't seen them a right. ton. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like the spirit of that idea is true anywhere like because you're just learning from people that are not in your immediate family or natural sphere like i mean it's different now if because like i i I met your parents before we started dating right i think they like could come visited or something yeah yeah but um yeah i I would say anyone that you can learn from that's good stuff because Mm -hmm. um so mike has spent a lot of time integrating with like my dad's side of the family because mm-hmm. i don't know i would always just be hanging out with mike when we were younger and yeah. then it would be like mike do you want to come to thanksgiving yeah. mike, do you want to come to christmas <laughs> so He's mike has spent a lot of time like around my family and yeah. i don't know if that ever helped you mike mac get opinions <laughs> with people um, like get a different perspective from your own family yeah i'm pretty social like i'm good at talking to people and usually like adults yeah um so like i enjoyed going to like family things like that and just having conversation with people and uh i think i think overall that helped kind of round me out as a person just to be able to i just can never talk about sports like this is a one thing <laughs> yeah. people start going into that i'm like i'm sorry i yeah. have no idea who you're talking i'm about. really good at listening about sports <laughs> yeah. i'm like mm. well say it again what was, mm. even my dad like so i'm not into sports because my dad wasn't into sports but yeah. he was like you gotta know a little bit about sports yeah and, like yeah. hold a conversation and i didn't even get that far like <laughs> so i'd be like i know what baseball is yeah and that's the end <laughs> i know what a baseball yeah. is yeah. <laughs> it's so funny even even the sports i play i'm like yeah i play golf and they're like oh did you like my yeah. patients are old people so it's like like oh did you see this guy yeah. like play this game and i'm like i don't know who that is yeah. <laughs> that's so good yeah my dad uh played basketball growing up so he loved basketball so like we'd watch basketball and like we'd listen to it on the radio even but like football baseball no but now he's into it right so like i feel like i don't i have this like way i could talk to my dad about football and baseball no idea how like i, I don't follow anything so, but I don't feel like your family is like sporty family, you know, yeah, like you're true. around some families and it's like, we all gather around the TV for football Yeah, and I should clarify, he doesn't time. watch games. He listens right. to sports talk radio. <laughs> That's what he's into. But <laughs> like none of too. your brothers <laughs> are like so into sports yeah. that it's like uncomfortable right. to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think I can hold a I'll pretty decent conversation about sports, yeah. but they're not. I would say your extended family is way more into like the nitty gritty of sports yeah, that's than true. your family, that's true. your immediate family. Like I'll say this, there's nice. no time in my whole family's career life where like they've said we, when referring to a sports team, like uh, we're doing pretty good this year. <laughs> I feel like that's the difference. If you, if right. you say we, when you're talking about a sports team, you're yeah. like that, you're like into sports in a different yeah. way. Than I am. <laughs> I've never said that about any sports team, except maybe if I was on it, maybe. <laughs> we not won. even then. <laughs> yeah, not even then. They won. <laughs> <laughs> they did it. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just, cause now that I'm, 
a part, sort of a part of your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you're coming to family events. Oh so. yeah, like yeah, going to a yeah family event <laughs> and then deal, just meeting a bunch of new people. Yeah, it's like I I want to count that as like intergenerational <laughs> yeah. getting to know people. Yeah. All right, we'll count. Well, it. in <laughs> a sense, it is because you can't. Yeah. So Bryce is dating Aaron's cousin, and let the record show. <laughs> we all know that, and obviously. Are we saying names here? That person is... He said her name earlier. Yeah. Okay. She's been on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. She was on the podcast. Muriel well, Muriel's in. <laughs> Muriel's out of the country. Yeah. And Bryce got invited to a family thing. Mm-hmm. And he came without her. And half of those people go to our church. So it yeah. probably just felt like you were hanging out at a church function. <laughs> Yeah, she she asked me, how did you get invited to my family's cookout? And I said, I knew a bunch of your family before I knew you. So it's not that weird. It's kind of like Evan showing up. She was late to the party. So, I don't know. Kayla, do you feel like you've integrated well into the Burkle family? Hmm. I feel like you knew a lot of my family before we started dating too. Right. Maybe even before me. Yeah, I was definitely, I, th- well, I do not think, serial guy. well, not before serial guy, but I think I met your brother and sister-in-law who went to Bethany, mm-hmm. Micah and Jessica, um, before you, like, I think I was friends with Jess before you, mm-hmm. yeah. um, his other sister-in-law was my roommate for a short bit of time and Madeline and Muriel were like, and Jackson really were like little baby <laughs> yeah. junior high, high school kids yeah. when I was helping out with youth group. So, and then, yeah, obviously all of his family's involved in ministry. It seems like mm-hmm. in some capacity. So between all of that, I knew them pretty well. Inter- or I knew some members of your family pretty well. Because going to the same church. So right. it's just been like people that are part of your church family and now it's like you just see them also yeah. after church yeah right. <laughs> right right exactly so it doesn't yeah. feel as i don't know it's not as intimidating as like if you were like i'm gonna take you home to my family because like i had met your parents at right. like a missions yeah. conference before yeah. <laughs> i mean so it wasn't that same intimidation as maybe yeah. like i had no idea who they were it helps with your family that you only have sister-in-laws. Like, I think it would be harder if there were, you only had sisters Hmm. and I was like really intimidated by them, but it helps that they're all in-laws so that it's like, they're all kind of not blood. Yeah. (laughs) They all (laughs) see the same weird things. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like they all married in, so it's not. Yeah, that's right. That's it's funny. not as intimidating, but. Yeah. <laughs> There's no female defense of the Burke family. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, it's just a <laughs> female perspective from the yeah, outside. Yeah, right, right, right. Right. Yeah, which is good. Like when you have three younger brothers, it's a lot of boys, and there's a lot of. And then most of your cousins are males, yeah, too. Yeah, true. Yep. So. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of testosterone going on. <laughs> right. right. So you guys play football at family yeah. events. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I'm, like at like certain church functions, it's just a whole football team of Burkles. I'm like, yeah. I don't think I should be here. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm just like the old guy. I'm just like, all right, guys, yeah. give me the ball. I'm going to run it two feet and fall down and break my legs. Yeah. But I think going back to your, really my podcast idea is that that was sort of nice like one reason why it's nice to date a friend because mm-hmm. they're you get to know their family in a low pressure sort of situation. Whereas yeah. if maybe... it's hard, I think it's hard to try to create a friendship after you start dating. It does, it's not impossible. It's just different. People do it all the time. People do it all the time, but it is different. Like you have to be more intentional about a friendship it. with mm-hmm. someone you're dating. Like when you start dating, oh. like a, not a, I, I, I don't know if people start dating a stranger, but like, <laughs> like someone you've been going on dates with and then you start dating them. Like, it's just like a different order of events that need to happen. Like, so you start dating somebody and then you meet their family. It's like, oh, I have no idea who this person is 
or their, who their family is, you know, whereas like usually like with your friends, if you've known them for a long time, you've probably met their parents at some point, you know, like mm-hmm. they come to visit or cause like your, your mom mm-hmm. would come to visit and mm-hmm. both your parents sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, and then it's like, it's probably a little more low pressure cause there's not like the tension of like meeting the parents, you know, right. You're just meeting some parents. Right. <laughs> so it's different. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's still stressful on the guy's side. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Meeting a random girl's parents. Oh, man. (laughs) If I was dating her, this would be stressful. So I'm stressed now. (laughs) No, I just think that's just one area where it's like kind of nice. Yeah. It is nice when you have a friend and then you start dating is that you're already familiar with their family. Mm -hmm. So it's not totally cold turkey. I don't know them. I've never yeah. seen them interact with people before. There's like maybe less surprises. Right. Than that. Right. Yeah. yeah. People always say like, it's best if you marry your best friend and stuff like that. And it's like, that's not always easy because like, I mean, I feel like that's more situational and um, rare than it is. You can, like you're saying, you can become friends after you've started dating, but, uh, I think you're really lucky if you can be friends first and that's, that's, uh, that's tough sometimes, which I've learned basically from this, like (laughs) when you're in your twenties, start making friends cause you might marry them in your thirties. It's it's interesting. Like, so it's funny because I, uh, back to my friend, Jimmy, um, (laughs) my best friend, Jimmy, if you're listening, uh, we got to send them this podcast. (laughs) Jimmy has a thing about. So this brings me, this is actually where I'm going. A question for y'all. What is a best friend? Is it one person or is it a category of persons? So like, do you have a best friend or do you have best friends, plural? I say plural Mm -hmm. for me because I feel like I have several guys that are like my brothers where I love hanging out with them and then I'll get angry at them and i won't (laughs) want to see them for a while and then we hang out again we're friends and yeah and so like i'll think like oh okay now my best friend is this guy but it's like honestly they're all still my best friends like i'm just kind of fluctuating between them yeah yeah based on what i said earlier like i have so many friend groups that yeah i i had a best friend Uh and like (laughs) through i don't know through like very up until high school and then like we just got involved in different things in high school. So then Mm -hmm. we just weren't together all the time. And so after that, we weren't really best friends anymore, but we were still good friends. And ever since then, it's just been like really close friends who I get close to, but not like a single best friend. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. Like, especially when you have multiple friend groups, you can tend to have a best friend in each group or people that you, a person that you gravitate towards maybe a little bit more in certain situations and then uh yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) do you have more multiple best friends or just one yeah i think so so like it's interesting for me so jimmy was the person that like brought this to my attention because i just assumed like so i grew up moving all the time like i never lived somewhere for more than like four years so I was always making new friends so to me like if i had a best friend like i never had a best friend growing up um, I, I guess I had one friend that was like from fourth to eighth grade, you know, that four year period. Yeah. Um, but then like, so I just never really had like a childhood best friend. So that was never like a category in my mind, except for my brothers. And then like my next brother down, Micah, he's two years younger than me. Like I would call him my best friend, but he's also my brother. So it's like kind of a weird combination, but I would say he's my best friend. Um, but like when I think about my other brothers, I'm like, well, they're my best friends too you know like Mm -hmm. and then i think about like my actual friends that are not blood related i'm like well some of them are my best friends you know so it's like i to me it's more like a hierarchy that i don't really want to create in my mind yeah because i'm like well like i have a category called best friend you know um which i'm actually like i probably can't do it in this moment right now but i would be curious to think through what does that mean you know like what is a best friend category because there's like I'll, I'll have some friends and i'm like oh i know they crossed into best friend zone i don't know when you know it's usually when you have multiple activities that you can do together with that person mm-hmm. like oh there's somebody i'll ask to go to watch a movie there's somebody that'll ask to go play basketball mm-hmm. or there's somebody that'll 
ask to go to the mall to like yeah. go buy something. Yeah. Or like the, the friend that'll ask to get into something new, like yeah. playing Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Uh, so like once like you have multiple things overlapping, mm-hmm. I think that's when they cross into it. Yeah. And I think going through certain life experiences yeah, too sure. creates depth of relationship mm-hmm. and I'm probably your best girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Best. <laughs> My only girlfriend. <laughs> girlfriend girl comma friend yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean the ultimate choice of showing who your best friend is like who you pick to be your best man right yeah so that's true yeah any idea who you would pick i mean yeah so like i was micah's best man and he would be my best man really he is out of country right now so yeah you probably shouldn't say where but yeah but uh he would be able I i think he'd come back for it. He did it for Samuel, so he, did, he yeah, better he do it for you. <laughs> Although my brother Samuel is smart, and he had him officiate the wedding, because then like you can't just skip out. If you're the best man, you can skip out. You're like, oh, you'll find another one. You can't find someone else to like officiate the wedding. So that was a good move. That got him back. So, but uh, but yeah, no, I think that's that's like a thing where like, as I think about it, one of the big things is like, what have I gone through with this person? You know, mm-hmm. so like, there's like that natural like, what do we have in common? you know and then like what do we what experiences do we have in common you know so um yeah yeah it's interesting like i have some best friends that like when i first met them like some people like uh the moment i met them i was like we're gonna be best friends you know (laughs) and then some people are surprises where you're like we probably wouldn't be best friends but we've lived so much life together so like it's almost like i'm having this experience of best friend from childhood but I'm in my thirties now, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> so like, I wish it going back to our theme here in my twenties, I wish someone had told me like the people that you spend time with now and for a long time, like they'll become close or best friends, you know, like, like you'll be surprised sometimes. Cause I, I think in my mind, I was like, I always know who my best friends are. Like I can tell right away. Like, I feel like I'm a good judge of like personality character. Like, are we going to click? But then there's people that's where it's like, we didn't click because of our personality and interests. We click because of like our experiences together and positive and negative, you know, like I think both can be strong. So, yeah, yeah. I've definitely seen that come out in like our small group of guys. Mm-hmm. It's like people that I would never really hang out with. Yeah. You guys have just a, like, yeah, but your small group is very like eclectic in terms of personality. Yeah. But like we all have in common that we want to like grow closer to Christ yeah. together yep. and that's enabled us to hang out together yeah. and just, like become friends with each other. And I think it it helps you like, I think sometimes it can feel like in the church, uh, Oh, we all love Jesus, but like, we don't really like each other, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And I think sometimes that, that feeling, cause that can happen where you're like, Oh, this person's personality rubs me the wrong way. Or, you know, they're boring or they're too loud or fill in the blank. Um, but it's actually like by spending time together with the focus being on Christ, I think that you actually find true things you enjoy about people. Like I think, God allows us to have those things. Um, Partly because there's no like perfect personality and there's no like sinful personality. Like you either sin in your personality or you bless others with your personality. But it's not like there's like one personality that's like better than all the other ones, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. A lot of it's like we don't necessarily have things in common that we do outside of church, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you struggle with the same like anxieties or yeah. like sin struggles yeah. and uh, like connecting over that is actually pretty powerful Yep, and like mm-hmm. being accountable to each other. Yeah. And like, as we walk with the Lord is, is really cool. Just yeah. like it, yep. that has brought me closer to those guys than doing stuff like Frisbee golf. Yeah. Yeah. Ever could. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting. I was talking with Ben Eisenman the other day probably about two years ago. When I say the other day, it can literally mean any time in my life, just so you know. But I was talking with Ben Eisenman the other day and uh, um, so he's helping with youth group um, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about, because he, he was talking about some of the junior high guys he's connecting with and I was like, dude, I, I, you were about that age when I met you. You know, and like he was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, and like I would say one thing I, I wish I knew when I was in my 20s is like, you can have real, like people that are like kids to you in the sense of like, they look like children cause they are children and you're like, they're just children. Right. And then like 10 years later, they're adults and they're like friends. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. So I always joke and I'm like, uh, him and another 
friend Ken Ellison. Like I met them when they were like in ninth grade and like Mike too. I mean, like I've known you for a long time. <laughs> like where like, it's funny because like you meet people when they're like, you're, oh, I was probably like 23 when I came to Bethany and everyone else was like, these guys are in ninth grade. Are you older than them? Uh, no, I'm younger. You're younger. Ken, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, but like, that's the thing is like, you have people in your life that like when you meet them, they're like, in, they're, you know, kids. But then like, as you get older, um, you realize like, oh, like we've actually been through a lot together. And like, um, yeah, it's just interesting to think about. That's something I wish I'd known in my twenties that like, these aren't just kids in your life. These are going to be the people that like live life with you, you know? So, I mean, that's, that's just an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Well, we are at over an hour. Dang. Oh, so, wow. uh, try and wrap it up. Um, usually we like to let our guests give like a shout out to themselves Ooh. about where our, our listeners can follow them on social media. Oh yeah. And so oh. Kayla, you have your own business. So do you want to plug that? And Instagram's back up. So, and Instagram's back. And I was on jury duty today and we weren't even allowed to bring our <laughs> cell phones in the building. So I didn't even know <laughs> that the world had shut down. Um, but it's it back didn't. up, I, still I guess. Had to work. <laughs> Um, but you can find me, well, my personal account, I don't even remember my personal account. I think it's <laughs> Kayla M. Phillips underscore. Mm. That's where I share tidbits of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how to budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pictures of Grandview Drive. Right. Pictures of you, Flowers. pictures of coffee shops. Uh-huh. That's about it. Um, cereal. and then cereal. <laughs> cereal. <laughs> yeah. And then my business account mm-hmm. is Kayla Phillips design. And you can find that, um, on Instagram, Facebook. My website, website is Kayla Phillips design.com. So keeping things consistent. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Aaron, do you I have anything to plug? Um, I've, I've recently, Realize that if you take all the vowels out of my name and the unnecessary C, that you can pronounce my name exactly the same. It's just B-R-K-L, Burkle, because most people call me Borkle if they don't know me. So I think any of my Instagram handles have some variation of that, but the only one I really have paid attention to is my Instagram, which is, I think, B-R-K-L underscore maybe. I thought it was A. Oh, yeah. A underscore B-R-K-L. There it is. Boom. That's so, a vowel. What's that? That's a vowel. Yeah. That's so, a Burkle. I did take one, a, of the, one of the A's out of my name. <laughs> so. I was like R-N-B-R-K-L. <laughs> yeah, I was saying that too. <laughs> Sorry, I should have clarified. <laughs> Most people can pronounce Aaron. <laughs> but yeah, you can find some some art, art artistry there. But we really just like in-person conversation. Yeah. So if you are listening to this and you see come, us, come talk randomly. Just sit down, have a chat. Yeah. Invite them to Mexican food. Yes. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Oh, also, we have a YouTube channel. Oh yeah. That is one video right now. But maybe more in maybe the future. More. Probably as the winter months start yeah. approaching. Yep. We'll it's be a little America's more bored. Fail kitchen. Pretty oh, funny stuff. Wow. Yeah, so just YouTube America's Fail Kitchen. Yep. Our beautiful faces will show up. Oh, yeah. Your radio faces? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We have YouTube faces. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. And uh, mm-hmm. that was a really fun conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, see you guys around. All righty. Cool. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Peace, love, and podcasts. <laughs>